Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. As I've shared with you the past couple of Saturdays, we are shifting into some of the best of Primal Potential for a little while on Saturday episodes. Monday episodes will remain totally brand new content, but we have over a thousand episodes of the show and a lot of hidden treasures in there. As I shared recently, Our twin daughters were born very prematurely. They joined us on August 8th at just 27 weeks gestation. They were 13 weeks early, over three months early. And because of that, we're diving into some best of stuff for Saturdays, just Saturdays. So this is one that is a highly requested listener favorite. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and I'm here again today to help you tackle mainstream weight loss myths and challenges, to provide facts and solutions, and then most importantly, to establish practical implementation strategies that you can implement today to start making progress towards your goals. And one of my absolute favorite things to talk about is hormones. And some of you might be familiar, generally speaking, with the link between hormones and fat loss, and others of you might be wondering what hormones have to do with fat loss at all, or if hormones are only an issue if you're a menopausal woman. But here's the scoop. Hormones have everything to do with fat loss, absolutely regardless of your age or your gender. Seriously. This is probably one of the most fascinating topics when it comes to weight loss. And when you understand it, I mean, it unlocks every opportunity for you. When you understand this and when you understand the simple changes that you can make to optimize your hormones, you can transform your body, you can accelerate your results, and you can, if you want to, you can obtain a body that you never thought was possible with just a few simple changes. So here's the challenge we're going to tackle today. Most people seeking weight loss don't know why or how to balance their hormones. They don't understand the importance of hormones in the fat loss weight loss game, but their symptoms point to massive hormonal imbalances. Seriously, just think for one second, okay? I just want you to evaluate yourself with me for a minute. Do you have low energy? Do you have chronic stress? Are you often hungry? Do you struggle with cravings? What about irritability or mood swings? Do you have a hard time focusing? Are you having a hard time losing weight? Or are you gaining weight? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you often tired or fatigued? Or do you suffer from joint pain? What about depression or anxiety? Low sex drive? Infertility? Menstrual irregularities or hot flashes? Every single one of the things that I just mentioned is a symptom of hormonal imbalance. And most importantly, without hormonal balance, you are fighting an uphill battle towards your weight loss goals. But it doesn't have to be that hard. 
you can and should balance your hormones with the foods that you eat, the type of exercise you do, and how much or how well you're sleeping. Seriously, a few simple tweaks can have a ripple effect and trigger weight loss, increase your energy, improve your mood and your ability to focus, and so much more. Once you get your hormones in balance, it can be like a whole new life. And I am not overstating that. I am not being dramatic. It is completely true. Not only have I seen it in other people, it's happened for me. Unfortunately, most people only think of sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone when we say the word hormone, and they don't realize that there's tons of other hormones and they all impact our body weight. And we can balance them and optimize them with our diet and lifestyle. So when I talk about achieving hormonal balance, I'm not saying go to your doctor, get a lot of blood tests, take prescriptions. Maybe that is a route that you take and that's fine, but there is a ton that you can do to balance your hormones without needles, without doctor visits, without prescription medications, just by the food that you eat and certain little uh, tweaks or hacks to your diet and lifestyle. Here is the truth for you. And we are going to dive into this in a good bit of detail today, but this is going to be probably part one of our two or three part series. Ready for the truth? Your hormones dictate your ability to lose fat as well as just about every other process in your body. Your hormones dictate your ability to lose fat. When you balance your hormones, everything else falls into place. So what exactly are hormones? I mean, what what do they do? They're chemical messengers in your body, and they initiate communication inside the body. They influence your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior. They influence your metabolism, your libido, your energy, immunity, inflammation, your appetite, pretty much everything. And these little signaling molecules, they tell your body how it needs to respond to what is happening both inside and outside the body. When our hormones are balanced, We experience reduced inflammation, we experience an increase in energy, a decrease in hunger and cravings, and weight loss, especially weight loss from stubborn areas like around the belly or the hips and the thighs. We sleep better, we have improved mood, and we naturally detoxify our bodies. All these things happen naturally when we balance our hormones. One common question I want to get out of the way right off the bat that people ask when they start to understand the huge role of hormones and weight loss is they say, so do do calories really matter? I mean, if hormones are so important, do calories matter? And the answer is yes, calories do matter, but hormones matter just as much, if not even a little bit more. I mean, think about it for a second. I think most of us can relate to having cut calories before and not experienced weight loss. Or on the flip side, ate a lot of calories and not gained weight. Have you ever felt like you're doing everything right, but you're just not seeing the results and wonder kind of, you know, why, what's going on here? Hormone, I mean, calorically speaking, I should be losing weight. The answer is hormones. In order to lose fat, you need two things. The first thing you need is a calorie deficit. You need to be consuming fewer calories than your body needs in order to operate. That's the only way your body will allow stored fat to be broken down and burned for energy because your body is really efficient. If you're providing it with all the energy it needs, it doesn't need to break down your body fat for energy because that's the whole reason that your body will tap into your stored body fat. It'll tap into that stored body fat 
if and when it needs additional energy. So you have to create an environment where your body is looking for additional energy and you're not stuffing your face with it. That comes from a caloric deficit, eating fewer calories than what your body needs to operate. But that's only part one, okay? That's only the one part of what you need in order to lose fat. The second thing that you need in order to lose fat is hormonal balance. If you have a calorie deficit without hormonal balance, you will either burn muscle instead of fat or your body will fight any type of weight loss at all and respond by slowing down your metabolism. You won't lose a thing. Your hormones are what determine whether or not your body will burn fat, store fat, burn muscle, build muscle, those things are dictated by your hormones. So when we focus on only the first part, only the caloric deficit, and we start crash dieting, we create hormonal chaos. Our body responds by increasing our hunger and cravings, slowing our metabolism, increasing the production of stress hormones, decreasing the production of thyroid hormones and sex hormones. And all of this results in depression, anxiety, an impaired immune response, it's not a sustainable approach and it's not going to serve you in the long run. It's not going to help you reach and maintain your fat loss goals. So we have to first strive towards hormonal balance. And here's the great thing. Here's what I want you to really understand. When we balance our hormones, we naturally experience less hunger and fewer cravings. So that caloric deficit that we're after that we're after happens naturally. You hardly even have to focus on it because when our hormones are balanced, Our body isn't signaling emergency signals like hunger and cravings, because that's what they are. They're our body signaling us that something's not right. So when we balance our hormones first, we naturally need to eat less, and that caloric deficit happens automatically without crash dieting. The other great thing about our hormones is that they all impact each other. When we improve one, it has a ripple effect that helps bring all the others in line. On the flip side, though, when one is out of balance, it throws all the others off kilter as well. So it's important to realize that there is a hierarchy here. Some hormones have a greater impact on weight loss and metabolism than others. So if we focus on kind of the big rocks, if we focus on nutritional strategies that are going to improve those key players, the most important hormones in this hierarchy, then we'll have an exponential effect on improving the others with a whole lot less effort. So it goes back to the 80-20 rule that I love to talk about. A mere 20% of our efforts are going to produce 80% or more of our results. And so we can take advantage of this by focusing first on the most impactful hormones for fat loss. In this case, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the big three, insulin, cortisol, and leptin. And we'll get into a bunch of the others like ghrelin and glucagon, your thyroid hormones, estrogen and other sex hormones in some of our later episodes. Because if we tried to do it all here, we'd be here for hours and hours and hours. But we'll get there, I promise. And we've talked about insulin before in several different episodes. And I'll link to those in the show notes in case you need a little bit more detail or a primer for some of that stuff. Insulin is absolutely paramount when we're talking about fat loss. You'll remember that insulin is a storage hormone. One of its primary roles is acting as an usher to take the sugar from your blood and store it, okay? Cortisol is a stress hormone, and leptin is what we'll classify as a satiety hormone. It's responsible for your feelings of fullness or satiety after a meal. And remember that none of these work in isolation. 
improving just one has a ripple effect on all the others. So I said that we've talked about insulin in a lot of our previous episodes, but I'm going to give sort of a 101 overview here. When we eat carbohydrates, whether from fruit, oats, wheat, grains, simple sugars, processed foods, they're broken down into their smaller building blocks. And the building blocks of carbohydrates are sugar, okay? So they're broken down into sugar. And whatever sugar is not immediately needed for fuel, that extra sugar travels through the blood en route to storage. And insulin is released, remember it's an usher, helping to remove the sugar from the blood and bringing it to its ultimate storage place. And insulin has basically three options for storage of that extra sugar. The first option is going to be the muscle. It's converted, the sugar is converted to its storage form, which is called glycogen, to be stored in the muscle. But the thing about the muscle is that the storage space is limited. It's easily accessed by the body when you need extra energy, but it is a very small storage space. So if that is all full, the next option is going to be the liver. Same kind of situation. It's easily accessed when you need additional energy, but very limited storage. Between the storage in the muscle and the liver, we're only talking about 400 grams. That's pretty small storage space, and that's not per day or per meal. That's total overall the max storage space available. So if you regularly eat carbohydrates and you don't routinely exercise to tap into that stored energy in your muscles in the form of glycogen there's a really good chance that both of these storage sites stay full. So the next option, insulin is going to signal that the short-term storage is full, and this is what we call carbohydrate spillover. It's also called lipogenesis, and if we break down that word, lipo is fat, genesis is create, so it triggers these extra sugars to be converted to fat. And that fat either continues to circulate in your blood in triglyceride form, right? So when you when you go to the doctor and you have lab tests done and you see that you have high triglycerides, that doesn't come from eating too much fat, folks. That comes from eating too many carbohydrates, okay? From having a diet that's too rich in sugars. So this, this spillover, this carbohydrate spillover, when your muscle stores are full and your liver stores are full, insulin is going to say, all right, I've got to take it to the final storage option, converts it to fat, which either circulates in your blood or gets stored as body fat or adipose tissue. Now, here's what's really important that I want everybody to hang on to. Because insulin is a storage hormone, the presence of insulin in the body, when insulin is circulating in the blood, it tells the body, hey, there's plenty of fuel here. I'm busy finding a place to put it all. So don't you dare go breaking down any stored body fat for energy. So what does this message do? It prevents fat burning. Why? Because fat burning breaks down your body fat for energy, but the presence of insulin circulating in your blood says there's an excess of energy, so they certainly don't want to generate any more by breaking down fat. So high blood sugar, high insulin turns off fat burning, period. You know what else high insulin does? It blocks your satiety signals. Remember how I said the hormone leptin is responsible for those signals of satiety or fullness? Well, when insulin is around, we become less sensitive to the messages of leptin and we don't feel full. No bueno. That is no good at all. And most of us who regularly consume carbohydrates, whether it's from wheat, oats, grain, fruit, pasta, processed foods, blah, blah, 
we get stuck in this awful pattern. And this pattern keeps us overweight, but it does a lot more than that. Have you ever woken up in the morning and had maybe a a, a not excessively high carb meal, but relatively speaking, a high carb meal, maybe you have an English muffin and a bowl of fruit and a glass of juice. An hour later, you're hungry again. And an hour after that, you're exhausted. You're looking to take a nap on your desk and you go in desperate search of sugar or caffeine or both. This is what I call the carbohydrate cycle. And it's fueled by these changes in blood sugar and insulin. So here's what happens. You eat a high carb meal and you increase your blood sugar, right? That rise in blood sugar is what provides that fuel for the body. So you get an energy surge, you're feeling good. And then insulin is released to help usher that sugar out of the blood. And as fast as your blood sugar went up, insulin takes it right back down, right? Because it's shuttling that sugar out of the blood to storage. Well, what happens when you get that fast drop in blood sugar is that your energy levels drop with it. And your body senses a lack of fuel in circulation because that sugar is now out of the blood and it triggers hunger and cravings for carbs. Why? Because your body knows that that is going to be the most immediate fuel source. So what do you do? You eat more carbs. You get something from the vending machine. You munch on a handful of pretzels. Either way, you're back in the cycle. You've had that carb fix your blood sugar spikes up again, you're feeling okay for a few minutes. Insulin comes in, takes that extra sugar out of the blood. You haven't done anything, so it's getting stored. You're in that spillover mode, right? Your blood sugar drops, your energy drops with it, your hunger and your cravings are back, and you're eating again. And all the while, because of the presence of insulin, your body is not allowing you to burn fat. This is bad. So I mentioned that this high insulin also impacts your satiety or your fullness signals. So let's talk about the hormone in charge of all of that before we get into steps that you can take to change this cycle. The hormone is called leptin and leptin is actually secreted by your fat cells and its primary job is to regulate your appetite. Think about it kind of as like a fuel gauge. It tells your body how much fat there is in reserve. Ideally, the way our bodies should work, if we were eating the way we were built to eat, leptin should be the hormone that keeps you thin and prevents you from getting fat. Because as you put on a little more body fat, your body fat cells produce more leptin and your body gets the message, okay, there's enough fuel in the reserves, downregulate appetite, we're good here. Then when you have less fat in reserve, there's less leptin production and you don't have that satiety signal. So you eat more, you reserve more fat, then you produce more leptin, you downregulate appetite. So it's like a seesaw, right? So that sounds pretty perfect. What goes wrong? Well, what goes wrong is our high carbohydrate diet. It prevents this hormone that should be what keeps our body weight healthy from doing its job. Because our fat cells release leptin in response to high blood sugar. That sort of upregulates the secretion of leptin. So when we're eating carbs at every meal and we're constantly elevating our blood sugar and having an insulin response, our fat cells are constantly secreting leptin. So what happens? 
our body becomes immune or insensitive to the message of leptin. It's kind of like when you blast loud music for so long that suddenly it doesn't seem loud anymore. You're resistant to it. You're less sensitive to it. And our body becomes resistant to the message of leptin, so we never feel satisfied. Our appetite feels insatiable. So we keep eating and eating, and we get stuck into that cycle that we can't get out of. We eat carb-rich meals. We secrete insulin, which triggers fat storage. More fat, more leptin. More leptin, less sensitive we are to its message, so we don't hear the satiety signals, and we keep eating. What a nightmare. Are you starting to see how important hormones are in the fat loss game? All right, so there's one more hormone I want to talk about before we get into that practical implementation so we can start making choices today at our next meal to balance our hormones. And this is one that is absolutely part of this hormonal hierarchy of fat loss, and it's cortisol, one of our stress hormones. It's released in response to physical stress or emotional stress or mental stress. And here's how it relates to our weight loss. Elevated cortisol tells the body that there's imminent danger. Our body responds by preventing fat burning, turning off our fat burning machinery because in the sense of danger, if it feels like danger is imminent, it wants to reserve all fuel in case of an emergency. Your body's programmed to survive. If it perceives a threat, elevated insulin indicates a threat, elevated cortisol indicates a threat, it is going to conserve all energy and stop all non-essential processes. And that means holding on to stored body fat, not letting it be used for energy because it might need it in case of an emergency, which is what cortisol is triggering and high insulin is also triggering. So stress alone is a big problem for fat loss, but high cortisol in combination with high insulin, which is a result of your chronic high carb diet, is an epic disaster for fat loss because cortisol compounds the fat storing effects of insulin. And it especially encourages storage of fat around the abdominal area. So you can see here how not managing your insulin impacts your satiety and your stress, all of which impact our ability to lose weight. So what do we do about it? Fortunately, it is not hard. A few very small changes will make a massive difference in our hormone balance and our ability to burn fat. Remember that 80-20 rule, right? 80% of our results are gonna come from 20% or less of our efforts. So when we identify the few changes that have the biggest impact, that's when we start to see crazy fast results, right? And crazy impactful results that balance our hormones that put us in fat-burning mode. The most important thing, hands down, is that we manage our blood sugar so that we control the release of insulin. Remember that insulin is one of the most important hormones when it comes to fat loss, and when we manage insulin, that helps to manage leptin, that helps to manage cortisol, and so many of our other hormones. One of the best ways that we can manage insulin and blood sugar is to avoid carbohydrates in the morning. And I'm gonna link in the show notes to an episode that I did talking in detail about this and why the myth that we should eat carbs in the morning because we have all day to burn them off is wrong. It's totally wrong, and I did a whole episode on that. I'll link to it in the show notes. But we're going we're gonna to stay away from the kind of the details of why that myth is wrong, and we're going to focus on the hormones here, right? So one of the best things that we can do 
to manage our insulin and stay in fat burning mode is to avoid carbohydrates when we are the most sensitive to that rise in blood sugar, when we're the most sensitive to a spike in insulin, and that is in the morning. That's because we've been fasting overnight, so our blood sugar is at its lowest point and our sensitivity is at its highest. We need to skip those carbs in the morning. That's step number one. This keeps us in fat burning mode, and that includes oats, wheat, grain, bread, even fruit. Don't do it in the morning. And remember how we said that cortisol, the stress hormone, compounds the fat burning, uh, the fat storing impact of insulin? Well, our cortisol levels are naturally at their peak in the morning. So that's just another reason that we want to avoid introducing carbs in the morning. We want to keep that high insulin away from our naturally high cortisol state that we find in the morning. So then when should we eat our carbs? This is all about managing blood sugar and managing insulin. And we want to eat those carbs when we are least sensitive to spikes in blood sugar, which is in the evening, at dinner or after dinner, or after our workout. And we want to be sure to eat them with fat or protein because that slows down our metabolism and it slows down the release of those broken down carbohydrates, that sugar into the bloodstream. So it's all about the right carbs at the right time in the right company in the right amounts. So the right carbs are going to be your ones from whole food sources. We're not talking about processed foods here. We're not talking about what's the right time to drink a sugar-laden soda because there really isn't one for fat loss. So your best carbs for fat loss, the right carbs for fat loss are going to be your berries, your less sweet fruits like apples and citrus. The right time is going to be at your dinnertime meal or post-workout. With the right company means fat or protein to slow down the digestion. You never want to be eating your carbs like alone in isolation. And I don't mean people. I mean no other types of food. You want to make sure that you're pairing them with fat or protein. And then in the right amounts, which for fat loss, you're going to probably looking to be around a half a cup. This is going to allow us to manage insulin and leptin. Now for cortisol and doing all we can to keep our cortisol levels managed for this hormonal impact that allows us to burn fat, we can't eliminate all the stress from our lives, but we can manage our response to it. And this is going to look different for everybody, but start to practice some stress management techniques to at least minimize the damage that stress is going to do to your life. So start practicing some specific stress management techniques, whether that's deep breathing and meditation, whether that's you know going for a long walk, whether it's changing your perspective, start to practice stress management techniques. You want to get enough sleep. This is critical for managing cortisol, which has an incredibly important role in our ability to burn fat. So you want to be looking to get seven to nine hours of sleep. You want to avoid severe caloric restriction. Do not crash diet. This is a stressor on the body and it will elevate your cortisol levels. And then you want to watch your caffeine intake and other stimulants. I'm not anti-caffeine. I love coffee, but I do try to manage this and I try to keep it um, confined to a few hours of the day. I don't want to be loading myself up with caffeine all day. I like to increase my energy in other ways by the food choices that I make or the exercise that I do. So don't rely on caffeine or stimulants for that energy burst because it is going to have a negative impact on your hormones. So what we're talking about today is the hormonal balance we want to achieve for fat loss to become effortless. 
And remember that there are a million things we could do, but then there's going to be a few things that we can do that have a bigger impact than everything else. And in this case, we're talking about the right carbs at the right time, in the right company, in the right amounts, and doing all that we can to manage our response to stress and manage our release of cortisol, the stress hormone. So there's going to be a ton of information on the show notes page uh, over on primalpotential.com. I really appreciate you hanging with me for this episode. I hope you found it helpful. I would love for you to email me or comment over on primalpotential.com or on our Facebook page and let me know what topics you would like me to cover. What questions can I answer for you? How can I help you stay motivated? How can I help you make better choices? How can I help you implement your fat loss lifestyle? I want to know. Those are the kinds of topics that I want to deliver on the podcast. So I hope you'll reach out to me and let me know how I can make this year the best year of your life. So thanks so much for tuning in. Head on over to primalpotential.com, go to the podcast page and check out the show notes with links to all sorts of resources to help you make these changes. And until next time, stay healthy.